Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Support for Collider Jedi Council comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below the bell grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. It can get dangerous, guys. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your stuff. Manscaping accidents are going to be a thing of the past. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code JEDICOUNCIL at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. You're going to thank yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code JEDICOUNCIL at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped and use the code JEDICOUNCIL. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General state's pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game. So that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. George Lucas betrayed. How do you cover up that news? We'll leak some stuff about Kevin Feige. It's Collider <laughs> Jedi Council. Start now. Good. How 
How are you doing, everybody? Welcome back to Collider Jedi Council. I'm Christian Harloff, and we have a very fun show here today. Big news breaking in the world of Star Wars, some Star Wars stuff. Whether it's the video games or all those other things, there's, there's a lot of stuff that is breaking mostly in the movie news. We know the big story. We're going to get to it. Before we do that, heroes and villains, told you guys about it. The hat that I'm wearing right now, you guys can go over and get it at heroesvillains.com. I think it's Jedi Council 15 or Council 15. I believe one of those two codes will get you 15% off. Try them. And we are very excited for our partnership with Heroes and Villains. And I'd like to thank our council here today. First, we start with the man himself, Kylo Ken. Ken, how are you? Uh, I'm good. I actually, so this is one of their shirts, and mm. uh, there was a big, uh, you know, I stole it, actually. From oh, here. good for you. No one really knows I took it. Well, so now they do. Uh, yeah, I wore it to a coffee shop today, oh. and, uh, you know, people are like, nice Compliments? Shirt. I was like, hero villains. Yeah. Code Jedi 15. Is that what it is? Mark, is that the code? Yeah. Jedi That's 15. Code. Jedi 15. That's right Perfect. there. Anyways, I'm here. Happy to be here. Yeah. Boba Fett. Nope, not the Boba Fett. The Roka Fett is here. John Roka, what's up, man? Hello, man. How's it going? I'm wearing a nice Heroes and Villains jacket myself. Look, uh, Jedi 15 is nice. A lot, 50% off. A lot, a lot of stuff going on there that's really cool. We're not just promoting it because, you know, it's part of the situation. It's because they've got great stuff as well. Right. And we've seen a lot of the great shirts, great hats. I wore the backpack all around London. I was just in London last week. Uh, so they have a lot of great things to wear. Awesome. Yep. Uh, well, we are going to be talking about a great many Things. First, we start off with everything happening in the world of Star Wars movies, the movie news. Movie news it is, and Ken, there's some stuff going down. There was some stuff that started at the beginning of the week, and then yesterday uh, there was just a, a big old earthquake. But what, what happened? <laughs> all right, all right. So, give me, you know, sometimes I, I get here and I stumble over words and yeah. I haven't really read the stories yet. Yeah. Uh, today, Thursday. Today, even more so, because uh, I thought I had a medical problem this morning. I just got the set. Yeah. So, I haven't even looked at Mark Riley's nice but you're okay. notes. I'm okay, right. everybody. Okay. I'm okay. No one sent me cards. Um, <laughs> Bob Iger, Uncle Bob, he's released a, a memoir. Right. You know, he's, uh, he's got a lot to say about life uh, there, Uncle Bob. And uh, the news came out. You guys talked about it in other, other spots. Uh, George Lucas felt betrayed. Uh, now, in the first meeting with him about the future of Star Wars, George felt betrayed. And while this whole process would never have been easy for him, we got off to uh, an unnecessarily rocky start. Just kind of reading some of the stuff. Uh, there's this world of, uh, oh, this is George's. That's George's description of his own story. Anyways. Uh, not to sound cynical, this is old news in yeah, a lot of okay. ways, but right. it's fascinating no, it to hear it from Bob's mm-hmm. uh, perspective and, and Bob's end of the table. Uh, this is not new. Uh, the infamous uh, white slavers comment from George. Right. Pretty to powerful. Which, to which he apologized <laughs> Which he apologized, sure, but sure. that gave you an indication. Right. Uh, <laughs> <that he might laughs> have, like some of the stuff. Him... Uh, you know, he called Ryan for... Uh, that's in that Last Jedi documentary, but he seemed to be more present on the the set of uh, Rogue One, or at least more vocal about, hey, like Rogue One, more present on the set of Solo, obviously with Ron Howard there, a, a, a former protege. So uh, all that to say, this is now out and about, and that they, we can confirm that he, his treatments cast asunder. Yeah, I think that this is more, like you said, this is an old, older news, but it's more confirmation that yeah. all the stuff that was yeah. on, it wasn't one-sided. Right. It was accurate from what we had heard about Everything. Bob Iger says, "Yeah, he just wasn't. He wasn't happy about it. We, he want, You know, he had these treatments. We mm-hmm. didn't confirm that we were going to use them all. But I think George Lucas, as he has earned, believes that he has like a bit of like a, there should be a lot of respect. So if he sells you the treatments, he figures, I know Star Wars, use them. Right. And then when he heard they didn't use any of them, 
First thing when he sees Force Awakens, yeah, there's nothing original there. Mm. He's pissed off because he, he had all these ideas of things that he wanted to do to continue it that he's been thinking about for 30 some odd years. You listen to Mark Hamill and the things that the ideas that he's always had. And Mark Hamill said that the idea was in Episode Nine that um, that Luke would die there after training Leia. That there was a full plan from seven, eight, and nine. Mm. This is the biggest thing for me because you guys know I've talked about my biggest problem with the new Star Wars movies that there's, there's been no clear-cut plan. Mm-hmm. George had one of those. Now, that doesn't mean that I think they should have used the treatments because I didn't read the treatments. But I would have liked at least that kind of same philosophy. Right. What do you think about all this? Stuff? Well, this is fascinating because, I mean, he goes into, the article goes into the midichlorians and stuff with the wills and, and Lucas even saying, like, I, I, don't, I think the fans wouldn't have liked that. And I think he's right. I think fans would have been like, wait, we're going into the microbiotic world of Star Wars. That's maybe something you can do as a TV series, maybe an animated TV series, explore that a little bit more. But to do that as your next trilogy, I think would have really alienated the fan base. Because people forget, because I know we have now, we're a little more, um, circumspect about uh, the prequels, but at that time, the prequels were were majority seen as like they weren't uh, as revered as the original trilogy. So you're going to start throwing in this idea of microbiotic world and the wills and all this kind of stuff. People would have been turned off, I think, aus- uh, uh, honestly. The mainstream audience who you want to go in there would have probably been turned off. So uh, uh, maybe, so they go, okay, we're going to you know get your treatments, we're going to pay you out. Then the, but with no contractual obligation to use your treatments. Great. Lucas, understandably so, as you said, Christian, he is the creator of all this. And it seems to me like they looked at that stuff. We're like, we're not doing any of that. We're going to do our own thing. And Lucas was pissed about that. Who wouldn't be? You know, if you handed me the Schmodown tomorrow and I went and did and you had all these storylines and I didn't listen to any of them and created my own, you'd be understandably upset. Would you come around eventually? Possibly. Well, it it also depends if you gave me four billion dollars. Well, I, I, no, I don't think it does. I think you would still feel a sense of human ownership of something. I would. I would, but yeah, I think that I'd be able matter. to. I'd be able to sleep a little easier knowing that I was sleeping next to a bag <laughs> of four million. Yeah, on the bed of four yeah. million. Plus, dollars. and it's not. And people forget, it's not yeah. just four billion dollars, right? And and it's just, way more than that. It there's there, there which we haven't heard about the right. stock in Disney yeah. and Disney and all this other stuff. The too. merchandise, it's a lot of money that he that, yeah. and a lot of things that he sold. And I and and where you're coming from, and I, and I also said the yeah. same thing, caught alive that he he should be, and every creator should hope because like I built this, yeah. So I'm. Here's my last gift to you. Right. Here are my treatments. You bought these. I, I look forward to seeing a lot of these stu- this stuff. You mess, mess around with it a little bit, but I, right. I look forward to seeing some of this stuff in the new movies. None of it was. Right. And to where, I mean, some people are like, well, K- Kira kind of comes from, hey, yeah, there's, there was a woman in the, mm-hmm. in the actual mm-hmm. treatment, but it's very different from what they ultimately do with Red. Yeah, but I also want to, and I, I want two, two last things. I want to say, look, George, you sold it. Like you really, once you sell it, you really lose your claim to be able to be like, you know, oh, don't do what? Why aren't you using? You sold it. Right. When you sell it, you kind of don't get, you know, this happens all the time. Larger companies buy out smaller companies. They claim they're going to keep everybody on and keep them employed. One by one, they get knocked out. Well, the stories are the same. My thing comes down to, though, why is Bob putting this in a book? Why is Iger putting this in a book? This is troubling. This is an issue. You know, is he taking why? some kind of rich person swipe shade at another rich person about? Is this kind of like you know petty he wrote petty a book politics? And he wants people to buy the book. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, well, and- but you're Bob Iger. You need to sensationally sell your book. <laughs> you're not some you know mistress Dude. or some some uh, some criminal. Uh, you know, it's it's like Can- you know. I'm just waiting to see who he offends this week. <laughs> yeah. It's rich people. You know, it's rich, rich people. people. Come at me, rich people. Uh, Ken, so you, you know wait. what I'm saying. It's right. high school behavior no, no, amongst no, no, no. people who should not uh, care about that stuff. 
Sorry, there's a couple, Sorry, John. But there's a couple different things here, Ken, yeah. where you have Bob Iger, who says the things about, uh, you know, Lucas releases this, sell, trying to sell the book, George yeah. being a little PO'd about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it. There's so much inside of this story. What, yes. what do you, what do you, and Lucasfilm probably yeah. was like, Bob, what you doing? Yeah. Well, I, I think that's actually something that happens a lot with Bob, including from Kathy Kennedy to Bob. And that's what we... Uh, you know, uh, one day Scrimshaw on the Force Center said, this is like IgerCon. We attended every business meeting because he gives out news that it seems like Disney or Lucasfilm's not prepared to be out in the world. It's like me mm. at a meet and greet after every Schmodown event. Every, yes. Every, 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 you do do that I always a lot. spoil everything. I'll give you guys a spoil. LSL's out. Dan Merle is an android. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, so let me just start here. As a Star Wars fan my whole life, I am dying to read his treatments. Then I can make a better judgment of whether I like this right. or this or that version and everything. Obviously, I'm pretty positive on the new stuff. Uh, I, I think more uh, – the Kira thing's a great example. Doug Chang in one of the Force of uh, Force Awakens art book, I think, yeah. uh, said there's a lot of things that was taken from George's original designs of ha- uh, Hermit Luke and, and, and stuff like that. But, again, we're talking right. pieces. So, um, so to your point, yeah. George, you sold it. George, you had all this time to make it. However, to me, it's also secular and Star Wars poetry. He didn't make it because everyone hated him. His daughter was decided before it was cool to leave Twitter because she was uh, writing Clone Wars, and she couldn't take it. She couldn't take the abuse he was taking. Documentaries like uh, The People vs. George Lucas, which I've watched. Mm -hmm. Mark Riley's face is in there. And Cornaccia, too, right? Um, So I'm not surprised George didn't go back to this. Mm -hmm. So it's like this weird, messy thing. At the end of the day, as a fan, I would love... To see or read what he's got. To sure. Yeah. And I think that that's another great point because this book comes out today, 2019. We're yeah. talking about George Lucas in like 2012. Yeah. Yeah. This is seven years ago. Yeah. Because Art was still working on it. Yeah. 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 Since then, he's been on the sets and he's been around. And he's, the other thing was that he, he said that he would be a consultant. And I guess by consultant comes to the set and stuff too. They haven't really used him as a full on consultant. Mm-hmm. And this is another point I made the other day in live. We forget, because Ken and I made this point. When we went to Celebration in Anaheim in 2015, and I'm not talking about cosplayers. I'm not talking about fans. I'm talking about the official. When you walked around on the floor, there was no prequel stuff. That has since changed dramatically. This is true. People want to change the narrative. It was true. People hated the prequels. It, it, was, it was the mainstream yeah. audience point of view. Majority hated the prequels. And when we walked, I'm telling changed. you, do you remember yeah. that, Ken, when we were walking around? Yeah, we talked about it. We yeah. talked about it there like, oh. We couldn't find anything. Like a, you you know? couldn't find anything yeah. that was prequel. Now, now it's very, now every yeah, celebration, yeah. tons of it. Yeah. And, and the narrative has changed. But at that point in time, they were trying to get away because that was the last thing that we had seen. The prequels at the time did not have a great feel to them. Right. That generation that loved them has since grown up, and they are a lot of them have a lot of the jobs in the industry. Yeah. The narrative has switched dramatically. That those are the those are the movies that a lot of people grew up with and love. I told you recently. I started watching them with my daughter. I have a very different appreciation of them now mm-hmm. than I did when I thought that they were the last Star Wars movies that we were ever getting. And mm-hmm. I watched them as Clone War episodes and the way that George kind of intended them to be, mm-hmm. right? But at that time, when they, when they bought it, 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 there was a different feel. So they didn't want to put in these ideas, the, 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 whatever they're called, not the midichlorians, but the, the microbots. The, the, yeah, the microbiotics, the wills. Here, here's the stuff, yeah. this, there's this world of creatures that operate differently than we do. I call them the wills, and the wills are the ones who actually control the universe. They feed off the force. We're vessels for them, and the conduit is the midichlorians. Midichlorians are the ones that communicate with the wills. The wills, in a general sense, they are the force. And that was what was going to be in it. Right. And he does say a lot of fans would have hated it. Yeah, and, and, but I don't necessarily know if that's true. And I'll tell you why. 
because he wasn't attached to direct them and he wasn't attached Mm -hmm. to uh, write dialogue for them and all that stuff. George Lucas, if you look at the Clone Wars television series, if you look at the movies themselves, is one of the best storytellers all Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. If someone, you look at someone like a, if, if an equivalent to what, Kirshner did for Empire Strikes Back, gets a hold of it, changes some stuff up a little bit, but mm-hmm. stays within the, the normal ideas and, and makes George's movies. Could add great, phenomenal, awesome movies that, that went from a 7, 8, 9 ending, and we might have, they might have been superior to what we have so right. far. Right. But like Ken yeah. said, we won't know that because we'll probably never read those. And, yeah. and have, I have run into one or two people, I think you have two, that have not, they have not read them. To be clear, no one's. I've never met anyone who's like, oh yeah, I got him here on my PDF on my phone. Right. Just mm-hmm. have heard, have heard, have heard. So you know, it's telephone. Right. But uh, the the general action is always like, wow, yeah, it, it's fascinating stuff. But I, I don't know, you yeah. know, and, mm-hmm. and not even in a bad way, but just like, would have been, would have been cool, would have been, been different. I don't know though, right. you know. You I, I'm dying, I'm dying. Chris Taylor, get them, get yeah. them, put them in a book. <laughs> Seriously, with this situation here. Um, <laughs> Uh, when you go look, I, I you know I'm me. We're gonna have to edit that. I'm that, not even kidding. I'm sorry, sorry, Adam. Adam. Uh, but like you, you look at this stuff. Do you think there's a point in time down the road where Star Wars it become because we're seeing we're, we're going to talk about all this media that's coming for Star Wars now over the last next few years where it's Lucas coming back to the fold and doing these storylines, doing this story as kind of like a Joker movie, an alternate thing. Finally, letting him like create his own thing, or do you think that messes up no. the brand too much? It's, it's, it's I just, don't think. Yeah. I don't. I don't think he. I just. Don't, I don't see. He's in his what mid seventies now. He's yeah. got the museum going up there. He's all but uh, literally walking down the halls at Lucasfilm, taking stuff for his museum. You know, I think he, and not in a bad way. Just like yeah, that's my lightsaber. Uh, yeah. I, I just don't see him doing that. Okay. Yeah, I don't see it happening either, and I think that, especially the next story we're about to tell, that it just, it's the direction of what they're going to do with Lucasfilm and where they want to go with it and what they have to do and, and new things that they're going to try mm-hmm. that I don't think this is going to fit into it. And I, th- I think Roxy brought up the question, like, in 30, 40 years, could they do it? I mean, anything's possible in 30, 40 right. years if they want to do, like, a what-if type thing, but I don't know. Do you but, think they bring him in to be an advisor for Kenobi? Uh, no. Wow. I mean, wh- the only time... Like, I, I, they've already... I shouldn't say flat-out no like that because... Filoni, as long as Filoni's working on stuff, Filoni yeah. always has that phone sure. to, to, to call him. And he was already on the set of Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and he's already done that. And that's, that's, he was, Filoni was basically trained by Lucas, so right. that, that's always going to happen. So anything that he works on, now I don't know if Filoni has anything to do with, with Kenobi, if he's going to show right, up with yeah, Kenobi at all. So, yeah. so if he winds up directing an episode of Kenobi... Then yeah, George okay. probably would show up on set. For yeah, sure. yeah. Um, and he and I, I sh- as far as an overall advisor, I don't think that that's something he even is interested in doing anymore. Wow. Yeah. Because you know you heard those unsubstantiated, unsubstantiated rumors that he was possibly location scouting for yeah, was Kenobi big, was before when they BS. were going to do it as a standalone. Yeah, that was that, BS. It was, it was okay. Big BS. Right. Oh, you can say BS. Okay. That was BS. Right, got it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. ahead. Kevin. BS is, is, is not. Oh, sure. BS? All right. <laughs> Quiet there. All right. Let's move on because there's a big, there's a big story going on. There's yeah. a big story going on. Like you said, Ken, yeah. it was in the midst of all this kind of bad, not bad PR, but PR that it just got, got a little stinky. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. Yeah. George Lucas betrayed is a, it's a big, I think st- a headline no one at Lucasfilms wants to see running around. Right. Um, and, but that 
quickly and I went was, away. I was home doing some work, enjoying a fine baseball contest on the television screen. Playoffs. Uh, and uh, this uh, this popped up here. Uh, uh, and I, I apologize. I don't remember who had the – it started exploding so fast. I don't remember who had the exclusive, exclusive first. I think I saw the Hollywood Reporter. I think it was a reporter. Uh, Hollywood Reporter. Is it, could you look? It, it was, I it was the Hollywood Reporter Kim, or Deadline. I'm not someone, sure who. Yeah, someone named Kim. I saw a tweet. Maybe that was her exclusive. We mm-hmm. want to give her some credit for that. Yeah. I get it. Uh, I just don't remember. I wasn't checking it out. But then, yes, uh, I 100% believe. Uh, all right, 98 Hollywood Reporter exclusive, yeah. Who is the writer? Uh, Kim Masters, yes. Kim Masters. Who Good I, job. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe someone uh, met her in a parking lot out there at uh, the mm. Disney lot and said, hey, you shall have be- – hey, Beatle, you should have fun. No? Right. Um, no, thanks. I'm really the mouth organ. Uh, Kevin Feige producing a movie, overseeing a movie in development, yeah. taking over the entire castle. Christian, it spread like wildfire. It did. And, and again, if you guys watched Collider Live this morning, I'm going to definitely repeat a few things, but I want to get the, the opinions of my fellow council members here too. There's two ways to look at this particular situation. And the first is the way that they're pitching it, Ken, and that mm-hmm. is that this is a, this is a one-off with Kevin Feige, and he's kind of and he's and he's helping out. He's part of the family. He's going to do something. He's going to produce something with Kathleen Kennedy, and it's going to be a really it's going to be a great movie. And you could look at it that great. He's already reached out to a big actor. Mm-hmm. Can't say what it is. They're not going to res- they're not going to release anything until probably ce- celebration because they don't want to step on episode nine's toes. All of that is great. I think either way, though, you're putting Kathleen Kennedy in a very difficult position here. Because in one particular thing, if she's not stepping down, if she's not handing over the torch, you're putting her in a, diff- in a different, a difficult position. Because if this movie that she does with him, right, and he's ahead of that, and he creates an arc, and he does all these things, and he makes this movie, and it's, let's say it's massive. Let's mm-hmm. say it's one of these movies that quality-wise, is, we all agree, is, is, is better than Empire. Right. Just saying, what if? You're putting, now the focus then starts to go, we want him, not you. It's inevitable yep. of what's going to happen yep. if, if, if that is indeed the case. Personally, what I think is going to happen is there's been these conversations where Kathleen Kennedy, who is one of the best producers all time, um, she is going to – and she had these conversations where she re-upped her contract. I always think that there was this plan for her to eventually step down. Yeah, yeah. And I think that when Kevin Feige was having conversations uh, and there was rumors and reports from other outlets that he passed down the job at Star Wars, that it was offered to him, nothing confirmed or, or denied, um, I think that he does these movies because we don't – the next movie is 2022 that we know is coming out. Mm-hmm. Okay? That, that is in three years from now. That is a lot of time for Kathleen Kennedy to then start working with him to eventually hand him the keys of the castle that this story that is so hot and big – now, by the time we get to 2022 and the movie comes out, if she steps down then, then and her contract, the next contract's over in 2021, isn't it? I cannot remember that. Something yeah, like yeah. that. But whenever it is, it's, it's, by the time we get here, even if it is the replacement, they're not going to say, he's the replacement. They're going to let her finish out her contract and do the thing, and she'll work with him on the next movie. She'll, wa- she'll walk off the court after hitting a grand slam with episode nine because it's going to be over a billion dollars the movie's going to make regardless. Mm-hmm. So that's another feather in her cap. So there's a way that they're going to do this clean mm-hmm. if this is the case. This, mm-hmm. is, this is all this the, the what-if scenarios. Um, there's another conversation that we have after all of this thing about what the movie could be, where it could go, and right. all of that. But the first part is, Ken, is this Kevin Feige? Still, he's Marvel. He's going to be working on Marvel. There's no way he's going to do both. It's just a one-off. He's out. That's it. Or is it? No, no, no. We're going to see a lot more Kevin Feige in Star Wars. What do you, what do you, what do you think business-wise? 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, ah. You got Phase Four coming, right? I, look, I, 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 in full disclosure, I, I've enjoyed every MC mo- movie I've watched. I've yeah. never seen one twice. I don't. It's not superheroes on my thing, so right. I haven't. I know he's it's, he's just done a spectacular job. So this makes sense. If he, because remember he was on the Star Wars show a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Star Wars is my yeah, thing. Yeah. If Kevin Feige said, I, uh, I sketched some ideas down on a, a cocktail napkin, you're going to listen. So as far as, you know, I, I just don't know. Both are plausible. Him having a meeting going, hey, what about this idea? I can help you with that. Uh, and then him, them going, hey, Kathleen might move on or Kathleen might, you know, like right. you, you talked about, uh, you know, before. Uh, run Lucasfilm and then this, this the person runs Star Wars, yeah. just like to hire someone to oversee right. uh, 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 TV. They're all plausible. They're all plausible. Right. I, and it's I, years from now. It's year, mm. It could be years. It yeah. could be years from now. John, so yeah. what, what do you think? Is, uh, what is this? This is what they pitched yeah. they, they, in, the, in the media, that he's running a movie with her. Yeah. Um, is that what it is, or is it a little bit more than that? Here's my reaction. First of all, it certainly flies in the face of whatever that Sony guy said about Kevin Feige being too, too busy. busy to do Spider-Man. Right. It certainly shuts that ridiculous argument well, wouldn't down. this make him more busy well, well the that's thing all is, the point the thing, yeah exactly this i mean you want to talk about Sp- Sp- spider-man he already knew he could have done another spider-man movie he's not too busy to do spider-man well but that's he a good that point universe well that's a good but point though maybe the sony guy maybe the sony guy knew about the right system. and that's the other that's the, the other system. question is if yeah, he yeah. did know about it then what it does is it kinds of show it kind of shows us that this sony guy was telling that you knew a little bit more right. than was revealed right. okay, so yeah, maybe yeah, it wasn't a ridiculous argument so that's the two ways you can look at that situation i always I've seen that going around on Twitter, and yeah. I, I'm not paying super, super attention to the Sony right. thing. I was like, but this would prove that guy, and that's what you're saying. Right. Yeah, I was, I'm thank saying you for clarifying. There's two, two ways, ways to look two at this situation, situation depending on how, yeah, how yeah. Uh, uh, skeptical you thank are. Thank you, John. I appreciate uh, that. Yeah, I try to present both sides, whether yeah. people believe it or not. So the second thing is this. Uh, I think this is an interesting situation on so many levels because, yes, is this their kind of way of, you know, you, you know, in sports and Ken, you know, this uh, Christian, maybe a little bit. You, you hire somebody. Thanks. It's me messing with him. I mean, you hire some, but sometimes you hire someone who used to be a head coach yeah. to be on your bench. And it puts pressure on the current head coach to do better or to be motivated to do better or they'll get replaced. The other option is that they bring a head coach on because you know that head coach is going to move on quickly and you want no beats to be missed. You don't want to miss a beat and slide someone in. If I was in the Marvel universe, if I was an actor or an executive or a producer or in part of that production team, I would be nervous. Kevin Feige has been the rabbit's foot around the MCU since the beginning, and as was Robert Downey Jr. But moving Kevin Feige out, I think, is a little bit scarier than uh, Downey Jr. I don't think he can do both franchises at the same time. This is why, this is why I wouldn't be nervous because okay. it's, it's the same studio. If it was a, sure, but it's two different franchises. True, but you look at it. JJ uh, didn't do Star Trek and Star Wars at the same time. No, I know, but he, but JJ was directing the movies, and you know, and when it comes to mm. producing, you can like when you're directing, you got to be on set, you got to do everything too. Kevin Feige can could could produce Marvel films from the Star Wars set, or he could or he could produce. It, it's it's a lot to do. It is a lot. There's, There's no doubt about it, and it depends on when those movies are in production and mm-hmm. what they're doing, what the overall plan is. And Marvel's got a bigger thing, but there's also he's been working with people at Marvel for a very long time. That he also, if this thing has been working, this didn't just happen last week. They've right. been talking for a while about getting him involved, and he's been grooming other people to do stuff for Marvel. He there are other people that he knows that can carry on the ship, do things consult with him right. to say things but it's the the over the thing that I said before that my issue has been with these new Star Wars films 
is plan. Yeah. What is the plan? It's like, oh, that movie seems like it would be good to do. Let's try to do that one. And you'll direct that one. We'll figure out the second one. Then you'll do that one. Um, and then, oh, wait, you're not going to do that one because we don't like your vision. We're going to bring you back to do that one. Mm-hmm. What's the movie? You can tie that. It, it was, it's just messy. Rogue right. One, all, all this stuff. It, it's worked out for the majority of it financially. Yeah. But the, everybody, even people who like the, movie, the last movie, you can agree there wasn't, there's not been a set plan. Right. Kevin Feige has proven he knows how to do a set plan. Now, maybe he works with Kathleen Kennedy in setting up new movies and new things, That's keeping really Kathleen Kennedy mm-hmm. uh, running stuff. And like we said before, my biggest thing was always that I, and I, you just referenced before, Ken, I would be okay and I think happy if Kathleen Kennedy was in charge of all Lucasfilm and all of production and everything and bringing in forward new directors and new visions and let Kevin Feige figure out the overall creative structure of how it all runs mm-hmm. and move, like them together. That's a powerful team. Yeah. And another way, to, another possibility here is that, uh, Feige wanted to do something else. Right. He wanted to kind of, you know, you know, I, I bring this all the way back from the heights of Feige and Kathleen, all the way back down here to the actress who plays uh, Flo in the progressive commercials, right? That is, she is a Stephanie gr- Courtney. Stephanie Courtney. She is a improv f- with. fantastic improv actress, really good actress. It's tough to turn down being a spokesperson for a right. company like because you just spread eight hundred thousand, one yeah. million, one point eight million a year, and you have Verizon. to do the commercials. You're on com- on call for those people to do the commercials at any time. You have to clear your vacations right. with them, but they also can restrict you from going on to TV shows and do. Remember, she was in the first season of Mad Men as one of the operators, oh, phone wow. operators. So you're like, okay, she hasn't been able to do much else since then, uh, since she's been a progressive. So they let her do these characters within the progressive world. Right. These different character so she can so she can flex her improv muscle and that's fun feige same thing i've been doing marvel for 10 years let me have a shot at the star, a star wars, wars thing. fan and that's he's a point. massive star wars fan yeah. so it's his way of, it's right. a way of keeping him happy and also letting him stretch his wings a well, little bit i'll give you your sports reference and i'll give you a sports reference back yeah. to you because it's it's one of these things of a guy who's been on a team for a long time and it just keeps winning championships right over and over and over and then there's another team that's won a couple championships here and there but they were like the yankees yep but for, in the 80s and it's like how do we get them back to winning the championships they used to? Right. And it's like, we still got, we still got Steinbrenner in there, but we need Joe Torre. Right, right, right. And so now, and, and maybe he's the Torre. Maybe he's the one that, they, that yeah. they bring in that works with Kathleen Kennedy to get them back on track. And yeah. I think that eventually we'll hear more than one. I, and I do think, do we all agree that we think that the movie announcement, he'll be at Star Wars Celebration, right, Ken? If, yeah, if that all August. comes to fruition. Yeah, yeah. I don't expect Dan and David to be there. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I, oh, right. I would see... You don't think they'll be there? I think less and less that they're going to do a Star Wars movie. You, you, you think that this might be... That'll be part of our next conversation. Yeah. Do you think that maybe they're, they're going to get pushed out and Kevin... I, you know, pushed over out. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe they're like, yeah, nuts to this. We've really? <laughs> enough of fandoms. We've got a $500 million Netflix deal. We're going to go do our stuff. Who are you talking about? Uh, Dan ben and Evan Weiss. Oh, Ben Evan Weiss. Yeah. You think they're going to move out? Wow. I, I'm not predicting. I'm not like I'm no. inside. No one. No, no, I know. But you, that's your opinion. That's your opinion. Look at it. They're, they're clearly uh, even with the Emmy win. They're beat up. They're they're not showing up to Comic Cons. They're right. Uh, they took a beating. They took a beating. Yeah. They've just got this oh, big come deal. On. That's the business. Oh well. It's if you're betting off of what you can't go above a beating. You know what it is? It's unfortunately the business. Doesn't mean that they can't be humans and take it because like it's it's. I don't think it's unfortunate. Dude, it hurts. Of course it's. Lord knows. I know. I'm just saying. Like you've got to be able to overcome it, and it's the first time in seven seasons you've gotten a, a kind of negative reaction. Well, no, but I think that that's, no, that's, Ken's, get, that's kind yeah. of Ken's point, yeah. though, too, is that they're used to this whole thing. That maybe, and when they signed on 
to Star Wars, oh. they were it, 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 it they were still ago. and they years were still in happy sure, they were sure. still in happiness yeah. land, and then they got hit with all this stuff from the last season of Game of Thrones, and they might be like, eh, because yeah. you might be coming from this point of view because they were signed on to do the whole damn thing, and they said, oh, we're just writing a treatment right now, yeah. they, and that and that goes, I guess, to the next point of the conversation, because there hasn't been an announcement as far as what is Kevin Feige doing. Um, we can speculate until we're blue in the face here of what we hope and think that he will be doing, right? Because, and it's the same conversation we had about Ryan Johnson. If the Benioff and Weiss movies, which Bob Iger says are next, 2022, 2024, 2026, when do we get the Ryan Johnson movie, if ever? And mm-hmm. when do we get this Kevin Feige movie? Do they decide, well, it's Kevin Feige, so whenever he's done with it, we put it out there and we do like, a, you know, it'll come out in 2023 or 2025 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or do you give him... Does he now run it with Benioff and Weiss? They run the they run the the treatments. He runs the first movie or whatever it might be, and he sets up this trilogy mm-hmm. inside of the Old Republic or wherever it might be, creating new characters. Where do you see what what's his movie? Well, I think uh, Ryan is the one that's more to me in my mind in contention of being moved out than Benioff and Weiss. Yeah. If people don't come to see Knives Out. Because of the Jedi thing. And it's getting great reviews, a lot of publicity. People loved it who went to see the festivals. But if people don't come to see Ryan Johnson's movie and Knives Out, then there's a little more ammunition to be like, well, maybe we should move him off and don't want to have the, 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 the Return of the Jedi. Or I'm sorry, the, uh, that, that film it kind of messing with people. So let's bring in Feige, who kind of solves everything and makes people feel so much better. Then you know what? Benioff and Weiss would surprise me if they were the ones to move off. So I, that's more, in, in my mind, what might be happening here. Um, this, what movie do you think, though? If the question, gonna no, no, I was going to answer that. The question you you asking me, I think Feige uh, just uh, look. We've got Mandalorian for old for trilogy, original trilogy stuff. We had that with uh, with a little Rebels. Kenobi's going to connect to that mm-hmm. as well. So I think it, depending on what Benioff and Weiss are creating, it could be a connection to that, mm-hmm. so that they all work together. Nothing I think would excite people more than to have Benioff and Weiss and Feige working together to create this new universe. When they had Ryan Johnson and Benioff and Weiss together, the, the, the fandom was a collective like, uh, we'll see. So there were some people excited, but other people yeah. were like, I don't know. But if you put Feige with Benioff and Weiss, then you've got yourself a potent That's kind of where I think the two here, but also the other thing we don't know, and we've learned it on this show, I'm very much into Sith lore, right. Jedi, that type of thing. Ken is more so of the, the rebellion and the Empire, and mm-hmm. he likes that side of things, right? I don't know where Feige lands. Yeah. I don't know what Feige likes. I would hope in my – I think we've seen a lot of the stuff Ken likes. I want to start to see some of the stuff that I like with the Jedi stuff and yeah. the Force stuff and the, like more of it. Not just like it, – it, it, it's certainly been a theme in a lot mm-hmm. of the movies. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I want to see where it's not just – the Jedi on the run right. or the lone Jedi that they have to find. I want to see the days when the Jedi had the army. I want to see the days where the Sith had the army. I want mm-hmm. to see that it's canon, You're right? talking Knights it's of the Old. You're talking Sith old... did not, uh, not according to George Lucas. That's what Sith No what? Sith army. That oh. whole history is not to George. Well, to George, but yeah. in, in books and, and but in certain things. But some of it, it's been it's, adhering it's, it to is now, It is now. Okay. A, but I think, again, what I'm talking sentences. Yeah, they well, can change remember it. also, well, to George that makes no sense because he says because he says in in the in the pre well not necessarily as far as armies go but when you go to the prequel or whatever episode one where he said the Sith have been gone for thousands mm-hmm. of years yeah. that could have still been just two of yeah, them yeah they, they ruled the galaxy yeah no don't, sure. get me, don't be wrong but they yeah. ruled the galaxy yeah, yeah. but uh, anyway but there is there's been stuff in the comics and that has, that has hinted that this stuff has mm-hmm. indeed right. has happened. Either way, let's just say it's the first Jedi and the first Sith. Let's say there's six of them. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. And then it's the start of it. 
to see a little bit more of how that built, how they learned how to use the Force. I want to see something a little more Force-centric. And if Kevin Feige is a fan of that stuff, yeah. it would be fun to do. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, what do you think, Ken, about reoccurring Marvel characters popping up in not, – not Marvel characters, Marvel actors – popping up in Star Wars franchises? One of the things we threw out today on live was what about Sebastian Stan, who is very connected oh. to Feige, yeah. finally being a young Luke? Now, is that running into the same problem that we've had – with the fandom getting attached to characters that we know and love, stay away from that stuff. Make original characters. What do you say? Oh, I, oh, oh! As far as a young Luke Skywalker, yeah, yeah no, I mean, running yeah. out of the gate with that might be risky. Yeah, yeah, I could see some people going, "Ah, give us something new." Yeah, as far as it depends. I, I like it, it, the idea of Benioff and Weiss was intriguing to me as a Game of Thrones fan because I had a list of twenty actors I wanted from Game of Thrones and Raman Jawadi in the thing. You know what I mean? Right. So if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. Do I want to see Clark Gregg in Star Wars? Sure, Clark Gregg's a good dude. Right. Put him in there. Um, uh, Brie Larson is a Jedi. Put her in there. Like whatever you want to do work, works it. for me. It, it just makes sense. We, we keep dropping sports references today, but there's a reason coaches grab their same. Yeah. You know, head coaches, hitting coaches, players that they knew five years ago in the minor yeah. league. That's just how life works. But yeah. Uh, yeah so yeah, yeah, as far as the where he's going to go with it, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Brand new seems what a lot of people want. Right. When was so, it, when does this come out? Do you, right. when, oh, what do you I think? Do you know. think it's part of the Benioff Weiss stuff, or do you no, think? Oh, I can't no. imagine that. No, no, you can't imagine. I, 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 look, I didn't hang out with Benioff and Amanda Pete last night. I don't know this stuff here. Yeah. I, I just, um, it just, you know, if you if, if you look at it closely, like you said, there's just been they're yeah. doing a trilogy. I mean, or maybe working with Ryan on the future. So, do you think then that maybe uh, Kevin Feige takes over whatever they had? Oh, maybe, oh specifically, mm-hmm. maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't so know. then Ryan goes just to be a director. One oh, of the directors, I, I don't, I don't think kind of like a Ryan Coogler type situation where it's like. Yeah. I think that's a better idea for charge. Ryan Johnson, by the I way. Agree. No, not that is to give him, uh, give him an episode in in the, in television of one of the series that he do. The guy directed two of the, uh, or at least one of the best episodes. Actually, two of the best episodes in Breaking Bad. Yeah, he, uh. it's it's like let him let let him direct inside of television mm-hmm. and put him and do some of those things. Get him back on the good graces with the fans of those episodes that he did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, I, and, I, and when I say good grace with the fans, I know there's a, there's, a, there's a large majority that loves what he did. I'm just saying that there's a lot that don't. Uh, what? It's just, this, you know, we, I wonder if maybe uh, this is one step closer to the Russo brothers coming over too, right? I mean, like... Russo brothers are big Star Wars fans. They probably That's would. what I'm saying. But uh, that's... Under uh, Ryan... I mean, under... Kevin sorry, under Feige, Feige would be really interesting. That's if Kevin Feige... And, and this is all. This led into the second part of the speculation: yeah. is if he does more than one movie, because it's very possible that he just does one movie. Right, he right. does it, and he says, "Oh, that was a good," one-off. and, and, and I'm out. Lived a dream. That yeah, was good. I did. <laughs> I just to wanted go to, to do take one. some batting practice at yeah. Yankee Stadium. A lot of fun. See that you guys. was it. Yeah, I worked. I worked. I did one. We we made yeah. some money off it. We did some good stuff. Good with to it. go. It was fun. Yeah. And that that was it. Next, I helped set up some stuff, and they want to help. If they want to ask me to do another one, I would love to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very possible. All right, so I know that the conversations are going to be. A plenty in the, uh, in, the, in the comments. So please, let's have a conversation about it. What do you think? Is it a one-off? Will it happen? Will Kevin Feige eventually take over Star Wars? Or is it just this is one movie that they're going to be working on together and that's it? Very, very curious to hear what you guys think. Now we're going to move on to that section of the show that we simply call What's the Deal with Canon? Everything that is connected to the world of Star Wars through video games or books or comic books or television shows. 
Ken, nothing big on the uh, Disney Plus side of things this week, right? What, what do we got going on? Uh, no, other than I tried to sign up on Monday didn't and work. it didn't process. Oh, and, uh, oh why? Still credit working. card network? Eh, you know, no, no, no. I mean, well, you, you, credit is a problem with yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I think just, you know, when I helped launch Screen Junkies Plus, let me tell you. There was problems. Oh, there's new things. Uh, WWE Network, when that launched, there was problems. Right. Mm-hmm. So many people mm-hmm. are doing it yeah, with yeah, the yeah. initial. Yeah, right, right. So it'll get there. Uh, yeah. That's why I'm waiting. That's why I'm waiting for it to the actual day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So, but there is a, there's a big trailer that dropped today. Well, there's been a, So, first of all, Vader Immortal Episode 2 released. Right, right, uh, got right. a surprise mm-hmm. released. Uh, I know you, you're big fans of that. I think Fernandez mm-hmm. and Dennis were out for an event with that or got to see it. I can't remember. I think so. uh, uh, well, I saw some tweets. I can't I, remember. Yeah, I don't know. Yesterday, I know that I saw Fernandez's tweet and he said that. Um, he was excited to see part two because we were big fans of the of the first part. Yeah, no, you are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Triple Force Friday, the countdown was revealed. At, I mean, some of it ended as we we're recording. I'm seeing some tweets that it ended. So we'll, we'll we'll be touching back on Triple Force Friday a lot with the merch and stuff and everything. Uh, there's also some some I don't know exactly what was really, again literally as we're talking i'm seeing tweets from lucasfilm employees about that's a wrap on on triple force friday so we are a little behind the curve on that one there mm-hmm. uh and then uh uh you want to talk about the big trailer so the, the jedi fallen order which is part of this triple force friday event the trailer was released and we huddled around john's uh, computer yep. a lot cleaner sure than did. mine mm. uh and we watched it so what are our reactions to that Oh, it looked fantastic. Uh, I, you know, the um, environments look great. The gameplay looks fun. The fighting looks incredible. Um, I like that we've got new characters with some interesting performances, voiceover-wise, that are, uh, that are intriguing to listen to. Um, I still don't, you know, you, you got to accept it. Uh, they still can't get faces to look, like, realistic 100% in terms of little facial movements, but that's going to come in time. Other than that, I have no problems with this, and I think it's fantastic. I love where they're going with it. Uh, it excited me on no uh, to no end, and I can't wait to buy it and play it and uh, piss off my girlfriend by sitting in the room on the second TV and playing for hours. This is what I love and what I was talking about just beforehand about taking characters, new characters that we don't know, but yet putting them in familiar time periods is right after Sith. Um, and you also get Inquisitors that if you're a Rebels fan, yeah. you get rewarded for because the Inquisitors were kind of announced there. And, and this, this particular Inquisitor shows up in a comic book. Can you return Well, there's, yeah. uh, I forget the numbers. There's like the fifth brother, yeah, seventh yeah. sister. I apologize. I just yeah. don't remember all the numbers offhand. The lead one is new, I do believe. Okay. Uh, there's a shot of one that has like a green alien face and like horns. That is a, a, a female Inquisitor that's in a lot of the comics. Right. And, well, but uh, but that premise around. of the Inquisitors, yeah. to what we've gotten familiar with, so as Star Wars fans, Star Wars kind of canon junkies, you're rewarded inside of this by, by watching this, but yet you're introduced to brand new characters, mm-hmm. but the same philosophies and the ideals of the Jedi, a runaway, you know, the Jedi who's trying, trying to keep himself on the DL right. while you, and then just kind of thrown out of it. We've seen that with Kanan Jarrus. We've seen it before, but with a brand new character. Mm-hmm. It's, and what we'll learn about this, Cal, I believe is, yeah. is his name. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm digging what I'm seeing so far, and I'm excited. I've always... I've been waiting for the Star Wars game that you follow the story, right? That was my favorite thing about Battlefront 2 is because once I was done with the story of, of, of Jaden Urso, I was – not Jaden Urso. Jaden uh, – who am I Janina talking about? Gavankar's Aiden Versio. Thank you. You, I, you just mushed I just them up. I took them off. I've been doing <laughs> – the, the last three weeks, you know what I yeah. called Mustafar yesterday? Yeah. Mufasa. <laughs> I like it. I am my, – my, my, oh, my, my blended brain right yeah. now from uh, – oh, it's yeah. been amazing yeah. stuff yeah. is happening in there. Planet but anyway. Mufasa. Yeah. I like it. Uh, <laughs> 
That's right. So the, the storylines are always the thing that I look forward to the most in these. Uh, Ken, what are you looking forward to in this game? Do you like the trailer? Yeah, the trailer was good, man. The trailer was very good. I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I, 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 I had a lot of fun with that Battlefront 2 story. Wish it was longer. I know that the writers of the video games wish it was longer, too. So this is going to be fun to kind of get in and uh, put down MLB The Show on my second uh, screen over there and, yeah. and get into it. Uh, I, I, uh, the time period, everything about it is is good it, you know some of the shots reminded me in a great way of force unleashed yeah the gameplay yeah, and what definitely. it looks are just a more updated better some version of that yeah. uh not not to write in the game is just a copy it's of that updated. but just the, the action yeah. the action yeah. looks like it um and learning more you know again for me action is great but it's it's the emotional connections to the bigger stories and 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 seeing where it falls on the timeline and and and, and the emotional timeline that's going to be interesting to me so definitely going to lose a, a good week that game. Yeah, it makes sense. All right, now we're going to move over and we're going to talk to you guys. And the way we did that, we just asked you to hashtag Collider Jedi Council. You tweeted out and we answered. And Ken's picked some stuff out and it's Riley. Has All right, Ken's going to read it. What do you got? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. am. Uh, Riley uh, went through. Uh, Chris Corral. Oh. Chris oh. Corral at Correlated Int says If TV of the 70s. At the budget of today, do you think Lucas would have made Star Wars a TV show or done it like he did his movies? Uh, Collider Jedi Council, Rule of Two, Rise. Um, yeah, no. It's such a hard question. It's such yeah. a hard question because the circumstance of where he – because schools – the way schools were taught, the, the, where he came up from USC, is like how pure film was it's, and the things he wanted to it's do. It's not yeah. so much the budget yeah. as is the reputation of working in TV in the, the 70s right. and 60s and it's different even now. into the 80s. I mean, yeah, even up into the 2000s when yeah. it really started to change. Remember when Alec Baldwin went to 30 Rock? It was right. like a movie actor? Right, right. Uh, that is – that has changed. So budget aside, now I just don't think again because by two thousands he was yeah. definitely interested in, in right. episodic TV. Yeah, and it's also too hard yeah. to answer that question because of what Star Wars did and how it changed the game of movies in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also nothing exists in a vacuum. George Lucas was coming up at the time when all his his um, fellow contemporaries were trying to make a name in movies as directors. Right. Scorsese, Spielberg, all these guys that were all all around they were competing with each other in the seventies. So if all things stay the same and he's coming out in the two thousands. With Star- and he's competing with all these equivalent filmmakers. So in his mind, he wants to make a movie, not oh, a TV yeah. show. Yeah. And I think that will yeah. st- it would have stayed the same no matter what decade it was because you have to keep the, the uh, uh, qualifications, the parameters the same, and the factors the same. Lucas makes this thing a movie one way or the other, no matter what decade it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, I love the history of, of Spielberg, Milius, Coppola, yeah. De Palma, all those guys right. in that era, the auteurs of that generation. Yeah, yeah they're, they're trying to put it all on the, on the big screen. It's best decade. Uh, it's fair. I get the I get the question. That's why I mentioned it. Mm. it, it you know, would at any point, if he had had the budget that they needed in 2005, we would have had that Underworld series. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Fair. Right. Yeah. If, if they, right. And it's not so much the budgets, but the tech to catch mm-hmm. up to it. That's right. I think it's a better, I think not a better question, but I think that the, it's an easier question to answer if it was 10 years ago yeah. or, or if we mm-hmm. were able to, if Netflix and Amazon, those things were around in 2004, 2005. I don't know if George Lucas sells um, right. Star Wars. Uh, at 2012 because I, I mm. think that he makes that series in 2005 and it brings on a whole new life yeah. to Star Wars and he might have gotten it uh, you know he might have cleared up a lot of that stuff from the prequels that, that he was pissed off about in the first place that had to yeah. give him that bitter taste in his mouth from the fandom yeah. so mm. things could have changed dramatically for him yeah, in like, 2005 because he seemed to get great joy in what was going on with yeah. the Clone Wars and, and yeah. so much of that comes from him yeah. and, and, and Filoni executing that vision yeah. Uh, yeah. And, there was and, no one... and a lot of other people other than Filoni would give right. a whole 
crew of animators and writers and everything. Katie Lucas, what she did with Asajj Ventress is amazing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, it would have been interesting. That's, that's a more interesting question to me. Yeah, what would have happened? What would have happened? Because if they no, could have, yeah. remember, McCallum smacks his gum and says, we got 50 scripts, but man, it would cost like 50 million an episode to do. We right. can't do it. They had, you know, now that fifty million might be five million an episode. I don't know. Yeah, I'm you not a unit production manager. You look at, but, uh, yeah, well, yeah. well, the, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian yeah. is is what one hundred twenty million. I think the, the whole. No, series? I think uh, I think they're saying one hundred million for the whole series, and I, I, yeah. I don't know. I heard it's maybe closer to seventy five. But all right, but, yeah, in but that in that yeah. general range, right? Yeah. So. If you would have given him that back then, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, but you would have. But if you had had a streaming service like mm. you have today, but yeah, look, yeah. look at season one of Game of Thrones, season two, right. Battle of Blackwater Bay. Bay. Yeah, sure. George, George R. Martin writes that script and has to switch it tonight because they can't afford right. to do mm-hmm. it. But even in, and I get, you know, I'm sorry. One of the reasons the the Dothraki were sent to their death in that big episode is it costs too much to have horses. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what the. No matter what your budget is, you have to be concerned that's about true, that yeah. and make tough decisions. You know what show took a hit. Because yeah. of that, and yeah. it was ahead of its time. Was Rome? Rome, Rome, absolutely. absolutely. Rome, Rome was six million an episode. And Rome, Rome, uh, like today, if that show is made, it stays oh. on for like five to yep. eight yeah. seasons. Yeah. Battlestar. Look at yeah. you know, we've had conversations off air with with with, with Katie, who's been like, you know, it was a. Ship and behind us was a storage shed. Right. Like, you know, yeah. like, right. It's amazing. You work you know, with what you got. Work with what you yeah, got. Yeah. And hey, that's that's what Paul Hammond beat, built ECW too. Yep. Highlight what you got, not what you don't have. Oh, so I would love. That's that's what I would love more than anything. Great conversation about George with the budget and the technology he wanted in two thousand five. Yeah. Um, sorry, we just maneuvered your entire question around. All right, well, it's what, a great thought starter, Chris. Great. Yeah, it is, All it right, is. what's the uh, what is the next question? Let's go, uh, you know, hey, The Mandalorian's coming out. Uh, You heard about that? Uh, Ryan Hicks at uh, underscore Ryan Hicks underscore. Uh, Color Jedi Council, hey, that's us. Do you think that Pedro Pascal's titled character of The Mandalorian, the titular character, will be a completely fresh character, unaffiliated with any of the names, families, legacies, and uh, have come before in Star Wars? Do you think that his roots will run deeper than that? I think it would be dangerous to not connect him in some way. It's the Mandalorian, that name that carries weight, you know, in, in Star Wars since the, since Boba Fett appeared. So Boba you've got... Yeah. Huh? Well, Boba Fett's not Mandalorian anymore. Right, right, right. right. But, like, you know, it was yes, he this was. contention. So it was like, so that way... So there's no way you can't get... It would be a massive mistake to not connect it in some way, shape, or form. It's like the Jedi, which has a wider net right. to cast. Mandalorians very specifically. And it was a part of uh, Rebels with yeah, the big, Black Lightsaber. Yeah, Wars. Yeah, and Clone Wars. So that is important. So I think it will have connection. It doesn't have to necessarily connect back to Boba, but it will connect in some way. I think there's two answers to that question. The first is, will it be an original character? Yes. Will mm. it connect to a lot of stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm. Uh, it, it, it is especially the fact that it is Filoni and Favreau who are very much well-versed in the Mandalorian lore. And like I said, there's going to be characters from Rebels that pop up yeah. from Mandalorian. I mean, now, whether or not it's, it's Sabine or not, uh, probably not. But you'll get some people, maybe from her family, mm-hmm. um, maybe from her family line, yes. from other people that we've seen. Um, speaking of Katie Sackhoff, I wouldn't be surprised if, if like a Bo-Katan showed up. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, it, it, what's oh, yeah. it, Visla? Is yeah. it not Visla? Is it Visla? Is Pre-Visla, which is Favre's character. He's, he's right. dead. Not, pre, not, not him. Um, right. Fen-Rong? Fen-Rong. Yeah. Fen-Rong I could see popping up. Um, yeah. Gorsh Hicks instead. Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's tons of people that could show up and be connected one way or another. Mm. What do you think? I already, already said that. You said it's true. Sorry, like I said, mind mush. mush, mind mush. Yeah, this it's, is it's this, gone. This is and uh, I haven't eaten. This is this is a brand new character. But I, 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 I I'm, uh, Ken, what do you think? I don't. 
I think Feige's going to make a, a, a great Iron Man 6. Uh, and he's going to show up in The Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, this, that's a great way. To, this is a fresh new character that's completely tied. I don't think this is being sold as a, a Western, and it, it has, it's going to be, but it, it, of a John Wayne-style character uh, marching into town. I don't think this is the, that's the story that's going to be told. Right, right. And I think it's going to go in a different direction. And, and absolutely, the, the title of The Mandalorian is, a, to me, about the legacy. And, and I've, I keep saying the theme. I'm looking forward to possibly the rediscovering of your identity. Uh, all the characters have that, including the Empire and what you are in, in, in this new world. And uh, I think that's what I'm looking forward to more now than I even was uh, a couple weeks ago. So you don't think it's going to be like Kung Fu, where he goes and is like one, one no, singular story, story per episode? I think there's a story here okay. that's going to play out okay. that that'll be more than just the lone gunslinger come down. Okay. He is that. Right. Certainly that. But that, you know, to me, It'll that's why this question is exciting mm-hmm. to me of, of who could be there. What kind of weird right. species could show up in, in this? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Little green in ears and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think, yeah, that's, that is because you know. I, I, was, I walked out of that celebration. You and I were almost fist fighting. Yeah. Uh, I just was like, I, I, the, the footage just didn't catch me. And you were like, I'm, you're dumb, and I don't like being your friend. I definitely said that. And uh, I said, do you want to get a hot dog? And we're like, yeah. And yeah, we're we friends bonded again. again. Yeah, yeah, um, Great hot dogs. Yeah. And, and that sesame seed. Those hot dog burps brought us, brought us back together. They sure did. When we were asked to leave that cab. Um, <laughs> Wolf daddy. Okay. But now, I, as, I, as I look more and see what's going into it, and, uh, it'll, I, am, I am more excited than I, than I thought mm. I would be even three weeks ago. Uh, let's do two more. Two more. Oh, we. Oh, wow. Okay. We get uh, one more. <laughs> Still one more. <laughs> uh, do you got, uh, do you know the way? Infus Nest mm. at Happy Hughes 2001. What is your dream lightsaber fight in any future film or show, considering setting, characters, fighting styles, motives, and anything else relevant? Uh, it's easy for me, and, and you know, some people agree with me, some people yell at me for it. I'm looking forward to the reconnection of the, uh, the Kenobi and Darth Vader in the Obi Wan series when that fight goes down. The la- you know, that that'll that's going to be pretty satisfying. Okay, what do you say? <laughs> and that's our show. Everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's a good answer. So it's a dream, like any, any, anyone, anywhere. And you yeah, choose. Well, that. Are you going to see that's going to happen in the? In, in a I, look, movie? my it occurred to me as we were answering one of the short questions. I think a few minutes ago, uh, if Feige could direct an Asajj Ventress movie, would that would be incredible? With what he was able Directing to direct, you mean produce? Produce. I'm sorry, yeah. produce. That would be incredible. Like that's so. I'd like to see Asajj Ventress live action Asajj Ventress in a lightsaber would this work against because it's fantasy so it's dream right yeah against ahsoka tana that so you'd what you'd brace you'd put it in the clone wars era right against ahsoka is this possible ken i mean there's definitely a yeah it depends on when you do it if it's if it's if it's right before revenge is it no okay because again spoiler spoiler we've done this before fernandez was on so spoiler for you guys if you don't want to know about what happens in dark disciple the book Giving you your warning. Shut it off now. Done. Yeah. Massage Ventures? Yeah. She did. Oh, well, all right. Yeah, well, did. they asked for the fancy one. Right. Look, well, if, Ma- if Maul could come back, it's all in play. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, but she also wasn't bad. She was good. She, well, she was bad first, right? Then yes. went good. Yeah, so maybe no, put it Good. Like, good, bad, bad good, then bad, good again. Yes. Eh, eh, and, you know. and then tweener? Yeah. Is that what she was saying? Yeah. She, she went out of baby face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but that's Ken, the you got, any, like you got anybody that you want to see in, in these uh, upcoming shows of TV? The, the Obi-Wan and Vader f- yeah. one final time is, is high on my list mm-hmm. of things. You know, what I love about lightsaber fights is what we learn about the characters, and I think we could learn a lot about those characters whenever they potentially could meet. It was one of the great things, I thought. My, one of my favorite scenes in Rebels out of all the seasons was when Ahsoka fought Vader. Mm. Because oh, that, yeah. was, that, to me, was, the, was one of those main times he's more machine now than man. That, that was one of those things. And I saw Soka go through it, and I was a Rebels fan, so I saw mm-hmm. that happen. But a lot of the fans have not seen that yet, and, and no one's seen it in live action. Right. No one's seen that, that side of Vader yet in live action. I think it would be pretty damn effective if they did it. Um, Just that shot of his eye, man. The emotional weight of that fight was yeah. incredible. Especially mm-hmm. if, they, if, they, if they did another thing where the mask came off and yeah. it's actually Hayden this time. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's our show. I'd like to thank you guys for joining us here on Collider Jedi Council. Thanking the crew that joined us, the council, Mr. Boba Fett, John Joba Fett, Jojoba, Jojoba, Boba Boba. <laughs> How you doing, Roka Fett? I don't know Where what's going on you? there. I don't know what's going on there. Woof. Uh, you can find me at the Roka Says on Twitter and on Instagram. See all the shows I'm hosting there. And uh, don't forget, October 18th, 19th, down 19th, there, 19th, Orlando. 19th in Orlando, live. Me and Dan Morrow are going to take them belts off Kalinowski and Chance. You had run. You had fun. You had fun. Sleep with them. Do whatever you want with them. You're not going to have them after, after October 19th, 18th in Orlando. The 19th. 19th, sorry. Yeah, and if you want to get those tickets, make sure you get them at theschmodownlive.com. Maybe I don't want you, Boba. Maybe I want Ken. Ken, where can they... Uh, find you this was a great rehearsal i can't wait to do the show <laughs> now in five minutes uh, what are we talking about before today? i leave i want to actually shout out to our friend we mentioned him uh, last week jamie stangrim he uh, finally released and i joke uh, jamie's a great guy despite his hair finally released uh, empire strikes door and it is 40 minutes it's on his youtube channel it's the documentary about the who was the actor who played the stormtrooper that hit his head it is one of my favorite pieces of star wars yeah. media this is the kind of fan stuff i really enjoy where let's look at it and, and it Jamie is just fun and, and, and uh, takes shots himself all the way through that are hilarious, and it's got a, a good ending. And uh, Chris Jericho's in it for a second, hey, Kevin Smith. Do they discover? They, they all register their opinions. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's just, but it's, it's more about yeah. celebrating this one little crazy little it's moment funny. in Star Wars. And it's got one of the last interviews with Gary Kurtz. It's great. Check it out on D- Jamie Stangroom's YouTube page, Empire Strikes Door. Check out my stuff at KenNapsack.com. I will not be in Orlando. You can get uh, Why We Love Star Wars is out there, audiobook of Asia. I will not be in Orlando, but uh, November 16th, I'll be with Mark Ellis, the Comedy Loft, doing stand-up comedy. Go to markellislive.net for more information. But just because I'm not going to be the Schmodown, you should go and watch John lose on wow. October 19th. Oh, you starting sh- stuff. Uh, <laughs> either way, you want to get those tickets to SchmodownLive.com for October 19th, or you can see Kalinowski go up against Janine the Machine this Saturday, 11.30 a.m., and we're also announcing what the nuke is and wow, how it's going to change the entire Schmodown as we know it. Also, can say this now, next week, pretty big announcement on this show, so stay tuned. We will be back next week. May the Force be with you, always. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.
at participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 